Welcome to the fourth episode of Working Progress. Thanks for joining us today. We are joined by our guest, Adam Wong. Adam is a talent management specialist and the co-founder of Rockstar Workforce. Welcome, Adam. Hey, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Good. Well, thanks for joining us today. Of course. Happy to be here. We are approaching the end of the year. And so we thought, based on the fact that we work with thousands of small business owners and consultants, that this time of year gets a little interesting. Can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. For some, they can slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, let's have a conversation about it with somebody who really understands it. So that's where you come in. Okay. And for those who might not know who you are or mm-hmm. who might not know what Rockstar Workforce is. You want to give us like a really short little introduction? How much time do we have? So really short. Okay. So like a minute or less. Yes, please. I think it's worth sharing. I was an employee of TTI for several years, as was my wife and business partner, Amber. So we got that experience there and transitioned out of TTI back in 2017. Uh, Had a great transition plan. And uh, we've been running Rockstar Workforce ever since. And we're born and raised in Phoenix here. And what we do is we specialize working in the Phoenix area with companies that are trying to develop their people. So really at the core, we're known as a leadership training business. So we partner with companies that are looking to develop their people. And we have a slew of programs that can go through to develop their people. And then, of course, we weed the TTI tools in pretty much everything we do. Thanks for that plug. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So you, I guess, are a really great example of what many, many, many of our folks, uh, aside from the TTI, you know, tie there, you have an extra close TTI. I do, I do, yeah. Um, But like many small business owner, Mm -hmm. in this case, working with your partner Mm -hmm. uh, in life and in business, Mm -hmm. um, and really trying to, you know, make a difference in the world. So that looks a little bit different than if you were part of a large organization and you're geared up for the holidays and you're excited about a slowdown. Right. So talk to me a little bit about what does this time of year look like and feel like for you and Amber? You know, so often we hear, oh, no, it's slowing down. You know, sometimes that can be a little scary. Sometimes it can be um, a little uncertain. Yeah. So what are what are some things that you're thinking about? at yeah. this point in that, the calendar year? It's a great question. Uh, first thing is holidays. <laughs> we love to throw little soirees and have and holiday parties, right? We all have the parties, so that's definitely there in the, the forefront of the mind. But aside from that, it's getting geared up for the next year. I think it's worth probably dropping our, our business model a little bit here because okay. that'll kind of allude to how we plan for the year mm-hmm. is that our business is structured around long-term leadership programs. We learned early on is that it's tough being a consultant that's selling gig after gig after gig mm-hmm. and constantly thinking about your cash flow. Sure. So our strategy is implementing long-term programs a year, two years, sometimes three years. So we have this, we, we know the, what the cash flow is going to be uh, well in advance. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to December, we're not scrambling, but rather we're planning. So we're, we're constantly evaluating what do we do accomplish this year? Who are some of our core customers? We even like grade them. Like, Ooh, who do we love? I those report like, cards. Who do we love? Who do we like? Mm-hmm. Who are we uh, maybe spending too much time with? 
Uh, because then that allows us to look like clearly like who should we be spending our time with? Right. Where do we want to be spending our time? And then we cast the kind of the, the strategy for the next year. And we, we're we always operating a couple years in, in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we are able to pivot a little bit, come up with new programs that we want to launch. So November, December is that time period. And we also have programs that we're doing through November, December. Okay. Uh, but we're very intentional about our time. So with how we're spending our time with our family, that's one of the key reasons we we set out to start this business was to have, I, I won't say lifestyle business. Okay. Because like, I think that gets a wrong idea that we work right. a couple days a week, you right. know? No, no, no. Right. But in December, we make sure we have three-ish weeks to take off if we want to take them off. Uh, but again, that, that goes back to the reason, the reason we can do that is because we're planning and we're following the business best practices of going through like literally a two-day retreat Doing our our strategic planning uh-huh. just like a, a mid sized company would. Mm-hmm. We're creating the goals for the pre, for the next year. We're creating how we're going to accomplish those. Um, so we operate the business like we're a much larger business because the vision is we will become that. Right. So we're getting ready for the future. That feels smart to me. Yeah, feels smart, <laughs> right? We're trying to use some of the tools that we've learned right. and implement them. Right. And the good thing is I enjoy it. Okay. Where I know other like consultants, they don't enjoy that planning. Mm-hmm. So I actually enjoy it. So I, I'm able to dive right into it and it's fun for me. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Because you're right. There are several folks who are like, well, I don't want to do the, yeah. the, the planning part. I want to be in it. I yep. want to be in the mix. But as we know, because you're an expert in that space, it is really important. So for those folks, you said... You guys actually have a retreat yeah. and you dedicate two days. Are you bringing someone else from outside mm-hmm. in to facilitate that with you? Or is that yep. something that you've got so dialed in and so nailed in that you're just doing it, the two of you? That's a great question. So Amber and I are the core of the business. And then we have some other people, associates that okay. we work with uh, within the business. And we have a strategist. Uh, I'd love to share him. His name's Matt Hensler. Runs an awesome business, and he he comes in with us in our strategy sessions, oh, okay. and we kind of facilitate it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's there. He knows our business in and out. And then we've also brought in other people at certain certain times sure. to help if there's certain areas that we weren't sure about and we wanted an expert in. Mm-hmm. We have a vast network to tap into, so we'll bring those people in too. So. Let's touch on that a little bit as well. I know other folks have called you and Amber, Mm -hmm. so not to make this a shameless plug, but maybe it will be, um, (laughs) to come in and help them with strategy or, you know, working through that. Because as we know in this business, we all have strengths and then we all have some opportunities and we hear it often. A lot of folks who are the face, if you will, of their organization, Mm -hmm. not so great at that side of things, the actual planning and organizing and um, getting a getting really serious and disciplined about following, you know, whatever they put into place. So are there others inside of the network? How how have some of those, you know, conversations gone for you and for Amber and for others inside within the the TTI network? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, there are like 2000. There's a lot, right? There's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I think I'll answer that with the mastermind idea. Okay. So uh, I I stayed in touch with a handful of associates uh, throughout the years. Uh, we had a, a couple of masterminds formed, uh, which is very helpful. So, so what is a mastermind? Three to five of us meet once a month or so, share some ideas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, that really helped kind of clarify just some challenges I was encountering, realizing that we're encountering a lot of the same challenges. 
Uh, so embrace that idea. Uh, but then also outside of the TTI network, there's also some other great folks out there. So just collaborating with them, learning from them on a pretty regular basis. Mm -hmm. I'm involved in a monthly executive roundtable. So I'm in the room with other executives of other industries, other types of businesses, different sizes, and I get to hear about what they're encountering and what's going well, what's not going well. So just continue to, to collaborate with others is, is super helpful. So you're kind of, what, what, whatever we want to call it, um, drinking our own Kool-Aid. I know, we try bit. to, yeah. we try to, yeah. yeah. We definitely try to. Uh, because we found out early on, and I can say a lot of consultants fall in this trap, is it's, it's a revenue grab. Like right. if you're first starting your business, right. You probably have an idea of what services you want to offer or what products you want to push. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're not generating revenue, unless you have a bag of cash somewhere, you're going to need to generate revenue quickly. Uh, as we know, look at the stats, a big percentage of consulting businesses fail pretty quickly. And uh, so how do you get around that? It's you need to focus on RevGen. You can, it's so easy to focus on so many things. You're this new solopreneur. There are dozens of things you can do every day. Do you spend two hours making that social media post? Do you write a blog? Do you call some leads? Do you make a webinar? Like there's so many things you can do. So we found that it's very easy to be reactive and just respond to things. Uh, so that's where early on we realized that, all right, this, this is good to experience the things that we can do, that we like to do, that we don't like to do. So you didn't ask the question, but now I'm gonna go down that path of like, how do you identify kind of what it is you wanna focus on? Right. And we, we gave ourselves the first year and a half or so okay. to kind of just explore. So we did things like strategic planning. We did workshops. Uh, we helped companies with hiring. We did recruiting for like a solid year. Mm -mm, yep, got out of that <laughs> game. It wasn't for us. I mean, the recruiters are, uh, they're their own breed and they said sure. it was great. It's very needed, but it wasn't for us. Mm -hmm. And we did the leadership training and that's where we found the niche. But it took us a while to get there. And then we realized, okay, well, how do we, how, how do we want to market with this? And what kind of industries do we want to go down and the more, the more we drill down into our target persona, which we've all heard that term, we've all heard to do this, the riches are in the niches, but it's hard to do it. So we had to be disciplined, keep trying to stick to our guns of leadership programs, say no to things that distract us, and then uh, find our, our niches. So our niche is construction. So we just, we're fortunate that we live in Phoenix, which is one of the largest commercial construction areas in the country. And uh, so there's a lot of companies here. And uh, so what we started doing is getting involved in associations. Okay. Yeah. Smart. So, so it's like, how, how do you get in touch with these customers if you don't know them? You know, that's a common question. Well, how do I get the business? So we took the association route. So we got involved in two associations that are in construction. So their customers are our customers. But and we just add value to the association. So it's not feeling all icky it's and not competitive and cold calling. No. You're actually adding value and having a, yeah. a place or a partnership, even might I say? Definitely a partnership. Inside of these organizations. It's definitely a partnership, yeah. So to, so they they see an opportunity to provide in our what we offer is education, you know, leadership education to right. their members. Right. It's gonna be value for them. So it's a win win win. The members get, get access to the training, we get access to them, the association gets access to both. Uh, so that strategy is how we've been able to continue to secure long-term uh, customers. I was gonna say, I recurring customers Recur there, right? Yeah, because definitely. if you're in with an organization that's been around for a long time and has a good reputation, I suspect that other people in the industry are going to go to them because they know that, exactly. right? And mm -hmm. so then you've got just this constant 
ongoing, you know, litany, mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. um, potential customers and clients. Mm -hmm. And to add to that, mm -hmm. now as we add on team members, we put it in the job ad, is that a part of your requirement, it's probably a harsh word, but expectation that we have is you will self-identify an association that you want to be a part of ah. and then get involved in it. And it doesn't mean that we're going to try to go in there and just penetrate the association sure. to get a bunch of business, sure. but we, we we feel the value in being involved in the community. So we want that person, our team to be involved in some kind of association, whether or not we do work there. But odds are, over time, we will be able to do work from that association. Well, I suspect in those instances, you're creating long-lasting relationships yeah. that are going to go way beyond a business transaction, yeah, for sure. right? Yep. I, I'm thinking about relationships that got built through something similar mm -hmm. that are st 20 years old that mm -hmm. are that are still there so mm -hmm. yep. it seems like kind we're of playing the long way. game playing the long game for sure which yeah. is not always easy no especially it's this not. time of year when you go oh, things are I slowing know, down i know right so and for, so for those newer associates who are starting their business where maybe a, this isn't the right play i, I think there's, there's a short-term play there's a long-term play and it's finding that balance of when are you playing which one? And maybe you're playing kind of both at the same time. So if it's a new associate just starting up, you know, what do you do to get some to get some business? Right. I'd say don't go out there and get involved with ten associations. Pick one or two. Pick one or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to dabble. Right. Right? You want to you want to build deep relationships with one or two, and and start there. And then um, just let your your network, your friends, your family know what you're doing, and start putting the word out there. And I was surprised when we started really putting the word out there that people kind of came out of the boonies that hadn't seen in years. Like, oh, you do this? I have. I work at this company and we were just talking about something like this. Can we talk? And like, I think many people don't think to go tell their family and their friends For about sure. their businesses. Because well, you don't want it to feel like that. that's all you're about, right? Right, right, like, right. Yeah. And just don't come off that way, I guess, right? Don't come off that way. Uh, and uh, but, it, but it works. So we had a couple of clients within a few months of starting the business just by sharing with friends that we weren't even... I mean, yeah, it's nice to get it, but we weren't really, it wasn't the intention. Right. But it worked out. Right. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about intention mm -hmm. a little bit, because I think there's, especially when you're a newer, you know, consultant or someone that's trying this new go yeah. off on my own, mm -hmm. there's, there's grand, you know, dreams of creating this beautiful thing that's all organic. And then you get into the reality of it after the first couple of, of months. And sometimes you go, okay, well, I still want to do that. But there's like this added pressure of, and if you don't do it and you mess it up, then, then what happens, right? Like don't screw it up. So talk to me a little bit about what is your mindset and what, what do you all, how do you all approach the sales process. I mean, to some people, that's a four-letter word, sales, right? <laughs> yep. It just makes you feel bad. So what's that mindset? What's that intention as you are building your business mm -hmm. and, and really trying to create transformation and really help other organizations? Yeah. How do you look at that? So I'll start with the intention question. Like, what's our intention? We we started this business because we wanted to live a certain lifestyle that, that we wanted to live. Plug in whatever that means to you. Sure. Right. Does that mean you work 200 days a year? Does that mean you get to buy a cabin up north? Like whatever that thing right. is for you. Right. We, we have ideas that we, what we want to accomplish. So that's where the intention comes from. And we've casted that vision of what does a business look like in five years? What does it look like in 10 years? Are we still 
the CEO of the business or do we have somebody else run it? So that's the way we're thinking. Because mm -hmm. we're thinking that we want to scale the business. Uh, we want to have some, but we want to be able to develop other people where they're, they're able to run the day-to-day. -day. We can mentor them and then we can go do something, even something else. Right. So that keeping that vision motivates us. Uh, so that's one piece. I, I missed the second part of your question. Oh, we were talking about the dirty four-letter word that is Oh, the sales. 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 <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy it. So, But I think it's all about the mindset. It's what do you think when you think of selling? What I think when I think of selling is there's a customer. In our case, it's a company. A company that has a challenge and they need help solving it. And so we show them how we can help solve it. And then how do we solve it? And then, then the, well, there's a course as an investment for that. And they're going to know that. And that's a term we use. What's the investment? And we, we always ask them, you know, how are you going to measure success of this program? We'll, we'll use leadership because that's what we're doing, right? Okay. So if we're doing leadership development, what kind of behaviors are you expecting to, to see change as a result of going through our program? And then just put a dollar on that. What does that mean to you? What other results are you expecting to see? We're expecting to see decreased turnover, mm -hmm. increased retention, increased employee and promoter scores. And these are metrics that we can then measure. So we get the client to say, yep, I agree with those. I agree with those. Okay, well, where do we think they should be? Should we increase them 5%, 10%? Would that be value to you? And getting them you know, to say, well, yeah, it would be. Right. Having just connecting the dots to uh, the things that they care about in their business and then being able to measure those. So I, to me, it's not selling something. It's simply identifying what their problem is. If we are the right fit, explain them how we think we can, uh, we can help them solve their problem. And then it comes down to financially, does it make sense for both of us or does it not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and I'm imagining that also leads into some of the initial conversation we had, which is as you're planning that, as you're having those conversations, as you're pinpointing what are those milestones or what are those goals that we're going to go achieve, you're thinking short term and long term yeah. so that it's not all at once, right? Yes. So that you had a great July and everything got done in three or four months. And now here we are at the end of the year and uh -huh. you're like, okay, when's the next thing going to come in? Uh -huh. Right. It's, it's really being strategic and disciplined about what that looks like. Yeah. So you've got a, a couple ideas through come up my mind. One is the word sticky. That's we use. Uh, that's the word that we use is how do we remain sticky, but also valuable with our clients assessments is one way sure. is getting them to embrace the idea of using a tool like that what they will need in the future mm -hmm. so not just a one-time engagement so being sticky and then just continue to you know to add value to them but it also goes back to knowing who our target is so you know our target is a company that has two to four hundred employees it's our sweet spot okay. doesn't even want to go smaller or larger okay. by all means we do so if we're working with a company that has 30 employees, we know the uh, it's going to be a lot different than 300 employees. Mm -hmm. And the offering is going to be a lot different. Um, the financial investment is going to be a lot different. So just keeping that in mind and keep those expectations clear uh, on both of our, on both ends. And that also made me think of a book that, uh, that was recommended to me several years ago. And it was Let's Get Real or Let's Not. Let, get Real or Let's Not Play. I might have butchered the title. I think it's Let's I Get think Real. It's the second one. Let's get real or let's not play yes. something along those yes. lines. Yes. I've read the book several times. And so if any of you associates having a hard time through the sales process, that book was just life changing for me because it gives you just the confidence to approach a conversation in a different way. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people get hung up on a price, how much it's going to cost. And that book teaches you kind of how to have that conversation by proving value 
And then, yeah, when there's a number on the table, it's like, does this work or does it not work? Because this is what it works for us to do it. Is this does it work for you to receive this? Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's it's a great book, so I'd recommend anybody to go check that out. That's a that great tip. The sales process. I'm yeah. I'm hoping people are really paying attention because I've gotten three or four nuggets, so hopefully they are as well. So let's talk about we keep we keep tiptoeing around it. Target persona. We've talked okay. about it a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's a buzzword. Mm-hmm. How, how do you get there? How do you, I mean, you said, well, ours, we understand it. We're in the construction business and we're really focused in leadership development in those spaces. But it sounds like you did maybe at the beginning play the shiny object game where you tried it all out to figure it out. Is that part of the process for for really identifying who that person or group or company is? I think, yeah, I think it is. So, uh, you know, I I think of the services, the products that you're offering, that's a a piece of it. Mm -hmm. So just kind of being open to what services can I offer? Mm -hmm. What am I good at? What challenges can I help companies solve? And whether or not you enjoy it yet, just get out there and kind of try some and you'll start to realize what you like. You'll start to realize what takes energy versus gives you energy. So that really helps you narrow down to, okay, this is what I want to offer. Right. And then there's a who, who is it? So the who piece, uh, start to think about who do you like working with? And so we would reflect on the companies, the people, the leaders that, that we're seeing every day with that company. Do we enjoy working with them? Would we enjoy having a conversation with them just um, after hours sometime? Yeah. So, so that's really identifying, think your target. And so we get down to, how old are they? How many kids do they have? What do they do outside of work? Uh, what kind of things do they read? Where do they do? Where do they go for vacation? Could we invite them to vacation with us? Like that's how like down deep we go, and it starts to paint this picture, and it tells us who our who's are and who our who's are not. And at first, you can't necessarily turn away too much business if sure. you're trying to you know do rev gen. But there becomes a time if you say discipline that you can become more choosy with the companies that you work with. But also, you start to. If you truly live your brand, you'll start to attract the types of people you right. want to work with. Right. For example, uh, I mean, you'll notice I'm wearing a t-shirt today. Many people, when they when they see that or think about it, well, I can never do that. That's okay. It's probably not on brand for you. Our name is Rockstar Workforce, right? It's not Wong Consulting Group or Training <laughs> right. Group, and right. that's intentional. It's not about me, and we, we knew that from the get-go. We wanted to build a company that would serve other people. We had to have a team around us. Um, so it's not about me or a person, but also it's knowing who our brand is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know, if we're asked to, to speak at an event or something, I'm going to ask a question. I was like, hey, do you require like a jacket? Sure. Because it's probably not the right fit for me. And I don't want to show up and do a disservice to your audience. Right. It needs to be right fit for right. me too. So being true to the brand and who you are. Well, and, and as you said, as people watch that, I think it's going to reject or repel yes. or attract yes. the people that you want. I'm, I'm thinking about some other folks inside of the TTI network mm-hmm. who have gone through some of these same exercises that, that you're talking about, specifically that, that target audience, a target persona exercise. And yeah. some of the conversations we've had are, ooh, that might not sit well with everyone. Or mm. yikes, what if I offend someone because I show up in a t-shirt as opposed to a suit jacket. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the hard part, if you will, for a consultant is to be okay. It is. Right? I mean, were you always like, I'm good with this. I'm just going to wear a t-shirt. No. You're okay with it. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. For a a few reasons. Well, one, there was a financial risk. Like, ooh, are we going to lose this client because of this? 
Uh, so there was that that piece of my mind, which is a real thing, especially as you're trying to grow the business. Uh, but then it, it took a little while to be totally okay with it. But what it comes down to is like, well, okay, why am I doing this in the first place? Like if I'm true to myself, like what do I really care about? Why did I start this business? And I should be able to build a business around me who I genuinely am. And if I can't do that, then why am I doing it? Right. I, I, I know there are people out there that want to work with me the way I am, the way we're building our company. And that might mean we have to be turned down by a few companies before we find the right ones, but I know they're out there. And I would say the same is true to any other cons consultant, coach out there, trainer, anybody. Uh, maybe they like the student tie. There's plenty of companies out there that want right. that. So right. do it, own it, but don't force something that's not you. Right. You know, it's like, you should feel comfortable. I love it. Be authentic. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. That mm -hmm. that feels like a, a theme. And yeah, it's, it, it, it's so easy to say. You got to have <laughs> the courage do to do it. Yeah. No, I was thinking the same thing, right? So in these moments where you're you're thinking about and planning for this next year, do you have conversations about the identity piece? Does that ever come up? Do you ever say, oh, this isn't working for us. Maybe we we go a different direction. Or is that something mm -hmm. that you're like steadfast in? I will say we had it more so early on when we realized that the uh, the brand identity wasn't what we wanted it to be, right? So we so we so we were showing up in the. I hate to use just a tire as an idea as an example, but it's an easy example. A more you corporate. Know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Prim, proper and. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Okay? Yeah, prim proper. <laughs> just uh, some of it was our physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Some some was our other things. We realized that really against the grain, it wasn't natural. It was, again, taking energy from us, not giving us energy. So so earlier on, we had the conversations. And then we made the commitment to, okay, well, let's just be true to ourselves. So now it's not really a thought. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we more so talk about is, are we serving our customers in the right way? And are these the right customers for us? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes they might not be the right customers for us. And we might, but we might, we might not be the right people for them either. Right. So it's more about those conversations. Well, and I think that's so important to really think about what what is that end result going to be, right? For mm -hmm. for that customer or client. And it's not even probably the person that's signing the check that's providing whatever mm -hmm. that is, right? In your case, it might be a leadership development cohort, right? Or something yeah. of that nature. It's probably not even that person. It's a lot of people times it's inside not. of yes. their company. And in yes. your case, I'm imagining construction companies they're not going to show up in soon in soon die. No, so it's knowing your audience, right? I mean, right. many of them will come either come right from the field or they're going to the field right after they leave our, right. our session. So they have their work boots, their work boots and their jeans and their company t-shirt or flannel, whatever. Uh, so they're looking the part and, and we have to make sure that we connect with them authentically though. Make them feel comfortable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we have to authentically do that. Right. So uh, so we have to be true to who we are, who, who they are as well. Right. And, and there's a, a little bit of a wall up by those first interactions or two. Mm -hmm. uh, but over time, we, we break it down and they see that we're just real people trying to help them. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So going back to all these different things and how we're being very strategic at this point, you know, we've talked about target persona. We've talked mm -hmm. about really... I think it's hilarious and wonderful grading your your clients. Yeah, like, yeah. who do I want to be with? How do we want to want to move forward with this? Really thinking about those short term versus those long term goals internally and with your customers. What else are you doing right now? I mean, that seems like a lot. That yeah. seems very robust. But if if I'm, you know, 
new to the business or what about if I'm winding down, mm. you know, and, and I'm thinking about what does the next year look like for me? I think we could use some of these pointers and tidbits, right? I think so. What else are you all doing right now? What What is the... So there's two things mm -hmm. that are hot in the, that we're working on right now. Okay. That uh, will be will be seen soon, very soon. Uh, I'll start with with the one. So we we've seen it is that leadership training is often reserved for leaders, supervisors, managers, right. executive level. Uh, often the space that we're working in, the small to mid sized space, is that's who they can afford it for, right? Or that's that's been the thinking is that we invest those types of financial resources in those types of positions. But our thought is like, wow, there are so many more people. If 80% of your workforce, 90% of your workforce are not supervisors, managers, leaders, what are you doing with them to develop them? And uh, we're like, there's a huge opportunity there. Put the financial investment aside. Do we get, do we agree that there's opportunity to develop everybody? Mm -hmm. And so over the years, we've been experimenting a little bit with working with not we'll call it non-leaders non-managers okay. just for for easy sure. term and we uh a couple of companies almost like our beta testers have okay. sent their entire company through our non-manager tracks as we're kind of uh pivoting and trying different ones with them and they are seeing some great results because employees feel empowered because they're being invested in uh, they're learning new skills and so what we're coming going to become to market with is our three tracks the first two tracks are geared for anybody. Non-managers is really who our target is. Mm -hmm. So the first track, picture this, who wouldn't benefit from learning how to communicate more effectively, from learning how to manage their emotions, for learning more self-awareness? Everybody would. The world would be a Everybody. <laughs> so uh, so we're, we're still fine-tuning the tracks. So let's, we'll yeah. call it, that's track one. Yeah. But then track two is, okay, so you've learned about yourself, you learn of emotional intelligence, but now how productive are you? How well do you manage your time? How well do you manage your week? Uh, are you personally accountable? So we have three or four sessions that we're going to be putting in there. That's going to make everybody just a more, just a better performer. Mm -hmm. Then the third track is reserved for the managers. So they're going to be learning things like how to delegate effectively, how to coach, uh, how to hire uh, those, those types things of that tracks. no one really teaches yeah, exactly. you how to do. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's big. So we're going to be going to market with those three tracks. So that opens up the people that we can touch, it's, right. it's everybody. Right. It really is everybody. Right. So that's something big. It's been in the works for a while. And another one is uh, trying to leverage a piece of technology in our business for a couple of reasons. Uh, and I'll give you the, the why this has started. So picture this. Picture, say you're going through one of our programs. Okay. You're going through one of our programs. Let's say it's one of our year-long programs. I see you once a month for half a day. So, and we're going to be sharing all types of stuff with you. So it's, it's month one, you're with us for four hours. I don't see you again until another month. How much of that stuff that we covered do you think you're going to remember from month one to month two? What percentage? Right outside, right out of my brain. Five percent, 10%. Five percent, 10% is what you're going to remember. So the question is, how do we continue to stay sticky with sure. you, the person going through our program? Right. And we've done things like we send them text messages, we send them emails. Um, throughout the program but now we're looking for the right ai enabled technology to help us throughout the way so you kind of get to pick your journey as you're going through our program and then we're dropping educational component bite-sized mm -hmm. educational component to you in uh in a way that makes sense for you 
And uh, so we are investigating what that's going to look like and trying to find the right platform. So thinking longer term, we're not just this program that somebody goes to once a month. We're now their their support team. And then back of house and our team, we will have performance coaches, which maybe they're not the ones facilitating in front of the room, but they're going to be the ones that are keeping things going. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to be yeah. this the glue that keeps them sticky. Yeah. So I just heard a wealth of things that probably shouldn't pick all of them no. to do no. right no. No, now. No, 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 right? no, no, no. But we've talked about, you know, really getting strategic, Mm -hmm. um, thinking about what are the goals for the next year. You know, as things are slow, you have time to work on the business instead of in the business. And maybe that's even to your your last kind of point there. Try something new. Mm -hmm. When things are a little slower, it's Mm -hmm. a little easier. You have a little more space to to wrap your arms to work on the business. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, Adam, it's been a pleasure. It's been great. Thanks. So for, time already up. We, already I, it flew by. <laughs> it I know. It I did. feel like we're just getting going. Know, we can right? sit here and talk about this. We'll have to have you back for another, for we'll another do, we'll conversation. We'll do uh, scene part two. two. Yeah, yeah, part two. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. We're wrapping up. Thanks for joining right. us. This is the last one of 2023. So right. thanks for being on that conclusion. We'll see you in 2024.